0: Sports Talk, Talk New York, New York with York your hosts, host, Mark, Mark Rosenman Rogen and A.J. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates for all your insurance needs, the Phoenix Tube Company, the law firm of Declator Cohen and DePrisco, Salomon Jewelers, and General Needs Charity, serving our homeless veterans with dignity. And, and now, now here, here are your hosts, your hosts Mark, Mark and A.J.
1: Joining us now is the man who is a third round, 95th overall selection of the New York Rangers in the 2000 NHL entry draft. He was a standout at Harvard where over four seasons he scored 64 goals, 83 assists for 147 points. He was named the ECAC All-Tournament Team in 2003, NCAA East All-Regional Team 2002-03, All-Ivy League 2002-03. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Ivy League Rookie of the Year, All-Ivy League School Team All-Star. He made his NHL debut with the Rangers incredibly 50 years ago. He's a key part of the Rangers 2014 playoff run. This week he will be hosting the 7th Annual Smash Fest, which to date has raised over $665,000 in support of concussion and rare cancer research. More than 20 current and former NHL players, as well as myself, are expected to attend, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, It's a pleasure to welcome back the winner of the 2013-2014 Bill Masterton Memorial Trophy, which is awarded annually to the NHL Hockey player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey, which he definitely does. The one and only Dominic Moore to WLIE Sports Talk New York. Welcome, Dom.
0: Hey, thanks. Wow, that was quite the uh, intro. I I don't know if my hat's going to fit me anymore, but I really appreciate that. That's uh, very kind of.
1: You know, and it's heartfelt because I had the privilege of covering you when you played here as a Ranger, your second stante and just, you know, and I've said this so many times on the air that out of all the sports I cover, all the locker rooms I go into, hockey players are far and above the best breed ever, and Dom is one of the best of the best, Absolutely. So, so it was heartfelt for sure. Um, you know, we mentioned a bit about Smash Fest in the open, but for six years, you, with the help of the National Hockey Players Association, have been gathering 24 or more current players or, or past players to compete in Smash Fest, which is a charity ping pong challenge at the Steam Whistle Brewing Company in Toronto to help raise. Funds for Concussion and Rare Cancer Research. Each year, that event seems to get bigger and bigger and raise more money. Are you surprised at how this event has just grown and grown over the past, you know, six years going into the seventh one this, this week?
0: Well, we definitely are surprised. First of all, thank you for, you know, the continued support of, of our event. I mean, we, we are driven to grow it every year, to, to grow the money for the causes, um, to grow the, the awareness for the causes, um, to, to build stronger connections through the event. Uh, you know, it's, it's such a big collaboration, this event. There's a lot of people that make it possible, from the players taking time to be a part of it, to the sponsors that, uh, that get involved to promote and, and participate in the event, um, and to, to the media partners and, and friends of uh, Fest like you guys that help us get our message out and try to spread this positive thing that we're trying to do and uh, we're very grateful for that um, you know we we <laughs> never thought it would grow to what it is and in the first year we thought man, let's just try and put on a fun event that everybody comes away saying man i had a great time And we didn't know what to expect because it was kind of a unique idea with the, the ping pong um, but we thought this is a great way to kind of bring the hockey locker room culture out to the public showcase the players personalities in a really fun and authentic way because I don't think people get a chance to really see that very often. I mean, um, you see the players, they're always in their head-to-toe equipment and helmets and visors, and uh, the interviews in between period don't exactly do them justice, so we thought – you know, this is a great opportunity in the off season to kind of bring all of this out and make an interactive and fun event for everyone to be a part of.
1: It's so interesting that you mentioned about seeing the players in their different element. And I think the NHL has tried to do that. If I remember correctly at the Yankee Stadium Series, I remember you down on the field with a baseball glove having a catch, you know, prior to the warm-ups. And to see hockey players doing that, or if you're underneath the tunnels before a game, the media has access, the guys are there playing soccer. And it definitely is something that fans would love to get, get a, a view of. But you also mentioned something, how the players ha- have taken to this charity. And for a hockey player, summer days are precious. I mean, the offseason is they need that to really decompress for the long haul of that season. Yet, every year you get guys. Not, I- I'm sure you have a waiting list. I- I'm sure you're turning guys away. Why do you think there's such a devoted group of guys that want to be part of this as well?
0: Well... You know, you describe it well, and and we are so grateful for, you know, the response that we've had. I mean, Jeff Skinner uh, from the Carolina Hurricanes, this will be his seventh year in a row coming to the event. Um, And anyone that runs a charity event uh, can tell you that, as you said, the summer days are precious, and the guys get a lot of requests for different commitments, and they have a lot of commitments. And, you know, to have that kind of a response, and we've got many guys that have been multiple years, uh, means, means so much, and I think it speaks to the quality of the guys in terms of how you described uh, you know, the, the, the close-knit camaraderie and, and the, the genuineness of hockey players, um, but I, I think it also speaks to the, the fun that the event uh, entails, and you know, that's what we wanted to create, um, was something that everyone, you know, the, the guests that are a part of it, the sponsors... And then, of course, the players come away saying, I had a really good time. And, you know, that, that's what keeps people coming back. Um, and if you haven't been to Smash Fest, if you go to smashfest.ca, you can kind of see what, you know, a lot of people don't really know what what to expect. They hear charity ping-pong tournaments and, you know, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? And we've got some good video on there. And uh, there's actually a great video on the, on the site of, of Neil Gavoni. And Neil is a uh... new yorker uh, actually from connecticut that uh... you know he flew up for the event in two thousand fifteen and uh... Took part in the event and he had done some grassroots fundraising for the causes on his own uh... and made the trip up uh, and it was just a really meaningful experience for him and for us and uh... he had a great time being at the event playing ping pong with cam talbot former former new york ranger Um so it's. You know, that's the kind of thing, that's why we do this. That's the kind of story that uh, is kind of the heart of what Smashfest is. if You go on to smashfest.ca, you can kind of check those kinds of stories
1: out. It's also interesting that you mentioned that the players have fun, but some of these guys are really intense. The guys like Patrick Eves and Alex Burrows take it as serious as if it was Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Are you shocked at the different levels of how guys approach the, the game? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, you describe it well. We've had some, we've had our fair share of intense battles. That, you know, I'm one of the ones that uh, you know takes it seriously in a fun way, a competitive, fun way. Um, but the event has a mixture of everything. The, the first half is kind of the pro am, more recreational, with the guests and the players playing doubles. And then, yes, the intention for Smash Fest was all along to have to be able to crown an NHL ping pong champion and. Uh, that's what we do every year, and and right now, Patrick Eaves is the man at the top of the mountain. And uh, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. He, you know, he's working with a ping pong coach, uh, so he's, he's, he's not resting on his laurels. He's trying to improve his game to ensure he stays at the top. And and there's other guys that uh, are challengers. William nylander my teammate in Toronto this past season. Um, his father, Michael, when I was a rookie in New York. Uh, he and I were ping pong rivals and and this year this past season, fifteen years later, William, his son, is my ping pong rival, and he 'll be coming to the event to challenge for the title
1: it 's pretty amazing and if you're watching dom 's like Twitter feed, yeah. he posted a, a, a trick shot like if any of the hockey players can pull that one off, you should get massive donations from someone but you know, I, I want to pitch this idea to you because you know you 're not old enough, but I certainly am back in the day when the NHL was on you know NBC they did a thing. In bet- aside from Peter Puck, they also did NHL Showdown, which was the best guys in the day going one-on-one against goalies. If you guys could somehow market this with the NHL PA and do it for charity, and in between periods, they're always looking for content to maybe you know have a round-robin to, to crown an NHL ping-pong champion. The, a bunch of the guys that could then go to Smash Fest, I think that would be pretty cool. So the, the question—I I know that last year you said that Marty Saint Louis was one of the best ping pong players you've ever seen in your 13 mm-hmm. years in the NHL. Besides Marty, who's the best of the best?
0: Well, good, great question. Uh, there was a guy Stefan Vu who played, used to play for the Minnesota Wild. He won two Smash Fest titles. <laughs> um, he was probably the best one. He—he—he he, he was he ended up losing to Patrick Eves, uh, you know, when Eves won his first title. Um, and Stefan was like, he would change, after practice, he would change into all-whites, uh, including wristbands, like a full kind of head-to-toe Wimbledon outfit, and would <laughs> play like a, an hour of sweaty ping-pong. <laughs> uh, and he took it very seriously, and uh, he was probably the best I'd, I'd seen. There are a lot of guys, though. I've heard Daniel Alfredson uh, is, is an absolute ringer that he, he could beat, um, other than maybe one guy on the Senators, he could beat the rest of them left-handed. Uh, and so he's an impressive all-around athlete, and I'd love for him to attend someday. Uh, a lot of the European guys play pretty avidly, but you know, Smashfest being in Toronto um, makes it tough for them to get over in the summer, but maybe that's where your idea uh, comes in, where we can kind of have some... Uh, the kind of tournament throughout the year where cool. uh, these guys are getting involved.
1: People would definitely get into it, even if it's an internet only. I mean, it doesn't even have to be on the NHL yeah. you know, broadcast. I think it would be cool. Each team would send representatives. I've uh, I got to sell that to somebody quick. And you've mentioned that the ping-pong <laughs> tables are in the locker room, so yeah. guys are practicing yeah, all oh, year yeah. long anyway. Absolutely. All right, now, the event also raises funds for two specific charities, Concussion and Rare Cancer Research. Why were those the two areas that you wanted to focus on?
0: Well, I think they're obviously connected to me personally. Uh, you know, I think hockey players in general. Um, we play a contact sport, and all of us have teammates, if, if not ourselves, that have gone through the concussion stuff. And uh, you know, the science is is progressing, but there's still a lot to be learned on that front. Uh, there's still no cure for concussions. There's still, you know, uh, a lot of understanding to be gained, and we wanted to be a part of. Uh, of that, you know, mission, and then for the rare cancers, um, it really is kind of a an orphan cause. I mean, it's the kind of thing that there's not a lot of people who have these diseases, but collectively there are a lot of people that have these diseases. So, um, you know, they need someone in their corner to to represent them collectively. Uh, I obviously, personally, am tied to that cause, uh, want to support it, but you know, I think. Both of these causes are, 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 you know, they need someone in their corner, and the, the big thing that we try and support is collaborative research, which means, you know, we want to bring people together uh, to share their data, to share their knowledge, to help improve uh, outcomes, and uh, the projects that we've initiated on, on both fronts are collaborative in nature, and we think that's the best kind, and we'll continue to do that. And it speaks to the event itself, which is also uh, a teamwork thing uh, in itself.
1: Which through the, you know, the collaborative efforts have been, you know through a partnership with the Broad Institute, which is with seeks to support collaborative research to revolutionize the study and treatment of rare cancers by establishing, as Dom mentioned, the research platform. Um, it’s interesting because this summer in particular, um, there’s been a lot of talk about the NHL and concussions based on a Players Tribune piece by your former teammate Dan Carcillo with the Rangers. We had Nick Boynton on a few weeks ago to talk about it. As your website for Smash Vets, really educates people. There are 10 million people who are affected annually by traumatic brain injuries, and the concussion statistics are significantly understated because most concussions are never reported. Uh, many athletes don't even recognize or report their symptoms. Do you think that the major sports have done enough to educate and protect their players, and has it changed much since your rookie year?
0: Um, I think the simple answer is no, they haven't done enough, but I I, on the flip side, they've gotten so much better from where we were uh, like you know you mentioned my rookie year compared to now uh, it's it's night and day in terms of that awareness and and the activism around it. I think it's much much better. I think there's still a lot um, of ground to be gained on that front um, but you know I like to frame it in that positive way, which is you know let's try and keep you know create a movement and keep that momentum going in terms of Uh, you know, improving outcomes, improving collaborative research, uh, improving that awareness in general so that everyone is kind of pulling in the same direction. And, you know, you mentioned the two causes that, you know, both of them are also united in in terms of that they affect children. Uh, You know, any any childhood cancer is a rare cancer. So that's something that's important to note. Um, And as well, the, the concussion stats for children are kind of skyrocketing. So... Uh, That's another thing that we want to focus on as well is is, uh, being supportive for these causes for those reasons.
1: Before we let you go, we have to ask you some hockey questions. After playing last season with the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're a free agent once again. I know you were on Toronto Radio Thursday when asked about the possibility of re-signing with the Leafs. You said that you're not holding out hope on that. You think, obviously, they will be an exciting team to follow for sure. Obviously, adding John Tavares to the program is an amazing piece to an already impressive puzzle there. I wish the Maple Leafs best of luck. Uh, Obviously enjoyed my time being part of the team and a great bunch of guys, many who will actually be at Smash Fest. Uh, one of the reasons you were brought into Toronto last year was to mentor that trio of young centers in Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and William Nylander. Uh, what was it like being a mentor to those three guys and watching you know, three tremendously young, gifted athletes play that position night in and night out?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was as much a learning process for me. You know, I think every player learns from every other player in the locker room, and um, you know I think I learned a lot from watching these guys. the incredible talent and skill that they possess. Um, the way they uh, kind of uh, cultivate those skills within the practice and, and work hard to, to improve their, their shot, improve their you know, uh, agility, improve their skills is on a daily basis is impressive. And um, you know, I think some of that uh, everything kind of rubs off on each other. So it was, it was a pleasure to be a part of this group. Um, I think our talent this year. Uh, was among the best in the league. And, and uh, you know, we, we had a great season in terms of making the playoffs, obviously a very disappointing uh, result in, in the playoffs, uh, you know, against a good Boston team. But uh, the margins are very small, and, uh, you know, I, I think that's just the way the league is now. But uh, it was a rewarding season. You know, playing playing in my hometown uh, was something that I was excited to be a part of as well, uh, in addition to the, the youthful enthusiasm of uh, this, you know, uh, burgeoning Toronto team. So in terms of next season, uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm just going to be patient again. You know, uh, two years ago when I signed in Boston, it was, uh, you know, late August when um, that, uh, that opportunity um, was kind of agreed on. And so, uh, it just, you know, you want to make sure at this point in your career that you make the right decision. You don't want to rush into anything. And so uh, that's kind of why I take that kind of patient approach.
1: You know, it's interesting because I believe this is the sixth time in your career that you've been a free agent. Does f- each free agency period for you have its own challenges, and is it easier when you're a younger player or when you're a veteran? Wh- which is less anxiety anxiety producing yeah. as a, as a player?
0: <laughs> I think it's always anxiety producing. I mean, even if you talk to some of the big name free agents this year, you know, I, I know James Van Reen's like, uh you know, went through the process this year, and I talked to him, uh, you know, as he went through that. And, um, you know, it's not that he was worried that, you know, he wouldn't get a deal or something like that, but there's a lot of anxiety in terms of how this is all going to play out. It's a big it's a big decision to be made in terms of where you're going to spend uh, your career and, and how that will look and, uh, you know, changing cities, changing teams, you know, new coaches, you know, so uh, there's, that kind of situation creates anxiety and, you know, as players get older, um, you know, they have the added kind of thoughts of, you know, how long is their career going to last? And so uh, there's all kinds of different factors that play into it. For me, uh, I've been through it a lot. And as you mentioned, I've been on one-year deals for a long time. I think that uh, that's something that I'm pretty proud of though, you know, having to constantly prove yourself uh, I think is something that, you know, made me a better player, and I can hang my hat on that pretty well, and um, I have a lot of confidence that that I've gained from that, um, because I've I've kind of had to do that year in, year out, so um, you know, I'm I'm still the same, I have a lot of confidence in where I'm at physically, so we'll just see how things play out.
1: You know, I, I was looking at the landscape, and for me, and maybe this is selfish reasons, I look at another team similar, and I'm not going to say similar in talent, but down the center, have a lot of young centers and really do not have a veteran presence. So I'm wondering if there's a possibility of a third stint with your very first team, the New York Rangers. Has there been any interest on either part, you know, whether it be the Rangers or you, that there could possibly, I could possibly one game in the Ranger locker room be speaking to you again? <laughs>
0: I suppose it's possible. I mean, uh, we'll see how the summer plays out. I think um, they're a team in transition for sure. Um, they, you know, as you mentioned, have a lot of reasons to be uh, have a hopeful outlook in terms of where they're at. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still in touch with Henrik quite a bit. We're, we were rookies together, and we, stay, we stayed pretty close, and uh, we talk about things uh, a lot, and, uh, you know, we... You never know, but uh, at the moment, that's not something that is on the table, and, uh,
1: but we'll see how the summer plays like out. Uh, having Henrik's ear is not a bad thing when it comes no. to player personnel With the Rangers. Most importantly, where can people that aren't going up to Toronto donate to the cause?
0: Well, thank you, and you know, again, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on and, and uh, the kind words and support for, for what we're doing, and uh, look forward to seeing you here. I um, can't wait. Again, Smash, uh, yeah absolutely smashfest.ca um you know if you can if you can hop on a plane and be here um we'd love to see you but uh if not please you know check out and if if there's other ways to support uh you know other than making a donation just you know shoot us a message and you know get involved in what we're trying to do we're, we'd be grateful for that um but uh, smashfest.ca you can learn a lot about what we're doing and Uh, just checking that out would be, uh, you know, a great thing for us. So uh, thanks again, and, uh, you know, appreciate having me on. Uh,
1: We appreciate you coming on. Like I said, summer nights, summer days for hockey players are precious, and, you know, for you to take the time out tonight, we appreciate it. I was a little panic-stricken, couldn't find my passport (laughs) the other day, but I found it. So I will definitely be there. I will see you Wednesday night. Looking forward to it. Everyone, please check out the website, Donate if you can't make it up there. If you have your passport and you can make it, you know, it's a, a quick flight. It, it looks like a blast. You know, I, I, we talked about it last year, and I said I'm going next year. So I made sure I kept on waiting for the date to come out. So I will see you. Thank you so much for your time tonight, Dominic. Oh, thanks so much to
0: you, and look forward to seeing you in a
1: few days. You got it, Dominic Moore, former and maybe future Ranger.